Here is one of our many recordings from the Revolutionary Ideas Online Festival held on the 28th and 29th of November 2020. This was a weekend of Marxist discussion and debate held by Socialist Alternative. Want to join our fight? Go to socialistalternative.net today and get in touch to play your role in the struggle for a world free of capitalist oppression. So in, in 1933, um, Franklin D. Roosevelt, FDR, was uh, elected for the first time or came to office for the first time. And now he's, he's famed and lauded by liberals for, for the New Deal, but he wasn't actually initially elected on a New Deal programme. So in the 1920s, he accepted the established um, the orthodoxy, economic orthodoxy. He, he opposed banking reform when he was governor um, of New York State. And in 1930, he opposed the previous president, Hoover, from the right, accusing him of being too interventionist um, for departing from laissez-faire capitalism. But of course, what changed him was the collapse of his old world in 1929 with the Wall Street crash. And if it took radical policies to save US capitalism, then he was prepared uh, to do it. So he came in with a modest package of, of regulation and piecemeal programs, and many of which were actually watered down by, by the reactionary um, southern segregationist wing of his own democratic party but he was pressured to create more extensive social welfare programs by the threat of mass unrest and revolution and it was a question of granting reforms and concessions from above the alternative being to risk a potentially uncontrollable social explosion from below um so actually it's under under the new deal unemployment actually dropped from 15 to 9 million but but many of the new jobs were on minimal wages and there was there was no social safety net, um, apart that there was for big business, of course. Um, and federal expenditure also increased massively. So in 1929, it accounted for 3% of total wealth, but by 1939, it had tripled. So by 1937, production in the US was back to the level of 1929. So worker struggles had increased wages and therefore consumption, but then came a new uh, sharp downturn with uh, Black Tuesday in October 1937, um, and a crisis followed with a sharp fall in production and commodity prices. Um, and production and profits continued to decline, and full employment only returned in 1941 with uh, the US's entry into the Second World War. Um, and this, the second economic disaster, I suppose, the, the latest in uh, uh, the, the, the end of the line of the increase in economic uh, uh, a disaster sort of uh, forced Roosevelt and Congress to reinstate government spending pro programs. And in his pamphlet, um, Marx and Mar in our time, one of the leaders of the Russian Revolution, Leon Trotsky, commented, he said that the New Deal itself was possible only because of the tremendous wealth uh, accumulated by past generations. Only a very rich nation could indulge itself in so extravagant a policy. But even such a nation cannot indefinitely go on living at the expense of past generations. And the, the, the New Deal couldn't overcome the basic laws of the capitalist economy. And the, the capitalist doesn't uh, produce for the sake of production, as Trotsky says, but, but for profit. Um, and the, the crisis the, uh, uh, in 3738 proved that the, the New Deal was far from solving the problems for the capitalist class. And the underlying weaknesses in the system uh, continued to trigger 
new crises and still only the economy of the, of the US side had the resources uh, to try intervention on the scale of the New Deal. And in most countries, the bourgeoisie handed over their state power to dictatorships and even fascism in order to prevent revolution and save their system. This, of course, was the case in Europe where Mussolini's and Hitler's fascists rose to power in Italy uh, and Germany. I think what's probably most important for anti-fascists and, and, and working people today is an understanding of why fascism, of, of what it is and, and why it arises. And without such an understanding, it's, um, it's not possible to effectively uh, combat uh, and destroy it. And unless it's viewed from the angle of the prism of class structure of capital society and the, and the class forces at work, we can't prepare ourselves for um, a future struggle against any rising fascist movement. So, and then of course, no definitions of, of fascism in, in the media and, and popular consciousness vary greatly. And sometimes people use fascism as a, as a description of conservative politicians they don't like, such as um, I mean, there was a trend in the early 2000s of calling uh, George W. Bush a fascist, or in this country, uh, Nigel Farage or Boris Johnson. Uh, uh, as fascists, um, but, but, but isn't um, a helpful uh, label. So in, in Germany in the 1930s, there was a seriously powerful uh, labour movement, two mass working class political parties, the Social Democrats and the Communists. There have been revolutionary upheavals after uh, the, the, the First World War with um, workers inspired by the Russian Revolution, but these tragically ended in failure. But in the Great Depression, fearing but this time, this time the working class would succeed in ending capitalism. Sections of the ruling class turned to Hitler's Nazis and began funding them. So they've been a very weak force throughout most of the 20s, but the failure of the socialists and communists to show a clear way out of the crisis led to uh, desperate sections of the ruling middle class and unemployed workers to, uh, to turn to them. And uh, fascism in Germany became a, a rapidly growing mass movement based on the, the mass fury um, uh, of, of worsening conditions and a redirecting of a blame for those problems onto minorities such as uh, the Jews. And seeing, seeing them as the most reliable way to stop the threat of revolution, uh, the number of big businessmen and other sections of the German ruling class uh, giving funding and support to the Nazi party started to increase dramatically. But even at that stage, if, if, if the communists and socialists with millions of uh, members and supporters and even uh, their own armed units, if they had acted in a decisive action, they could have begun to um, push the fascists off the streets. Um, but, but to really defeat the menace of fascism would have meant going on the offensive against the broken capitalist system, which breeds fascism, uh, with a programme to end unemployment, and poverty and by contrast in Britain uh, socialist trade unionists Jewish workers acted decisively um, to, to check the embryonic fascist movement in the Battle of Cable Street on uh, London's East End and um, well I was it wasn't the only reason uh, but it was that it was that strong approach really that helped to ensure the far right in Britain never grew into the truly mass movement like in Germany or Italy but the historic failure of the left's uh, leadership in Germany, and especially, and especially that of the Communist Party, to act decisively at this juncture, open the door to the Nazis taking power, even though they never won a majority uh, 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 of the votes. And as Trotsky was pointing out at the time, 
in opposition to the Stalinists, this is precisely the role uh, that fascism has historically played. So once in office, the Nazis move rapidly uh, to smash the unions and the left parties. And as Trotsky was saying, it's a, it's a mass social movement used by the ruling class when their system is under serious threat to smash the labour movement and organisations of the working class and to ensure the survival of capitalism. Actually, under, under the Nazis, the rate of surplus value increased by 300% in Germany. So in other words, the same amount of wages the bosses got uh, three times of profit in 1938 compared with 1928. And actually, it's actually unheard of uh, in the history of capitalism. And at the same time, unemployment declined. And just imagine what might have happened in a free labour market with free trade unions in the same period. And that can only be explained by the total destruction of the labour movement by the fascists. Now, we're, we're in the early stages of a, of a deep global depression and certainly the worst integrated depression uh, with the potential even uh, to, to, to pass it. And just as during the 1930s, it's not going to be a linear process. There'll be contradictions and ups and downs as the capitalist uh, crisis deepens. And political polarisation is already growing with fewer and fewer people satisfied with the status quo. And this is particularly the case amongst young uh, working class people who are gravitating towards left women socialist ideas. So in Britain, I think this is typified by, by the exam results protests over the summer and the current actions on university campuses. So this is only going to grow as the situation gets that much worse um, for, for the majority of, of working class people. Um, and of course, coupled with this, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests, further evidence of this bubbling anger that the inequalities and injustices of capitalism hearted by the COVID crisis. I'm not going to have time really to, to go into um, the uh, recent anti-vaxxer protests and anti-lockdown protests uh, we've had in Britain and uh, and what would be good if comrades come into the discussion as to what they think um, as, uh, in, in, the, in the context of a, of, a, of, the, uh, of a rising uh, far right. And of course in the US where we saw during the um, Black Lives Matter protests, you know, armed militia uh, showing up at um, at, um, at, at those protests and threatening uh, those protests. I suppose as alarming as these developments are, the right today is a long way removed from the two million strong and highly organized Nazi party, or even the, the, the Ku Klux Klan in the USA, which had as many as six million members in 1924, or the British Union of Fascists, which had around 40,000 members in 1934. Historically, fascism has, has only come about uh, with the blessing of a wide section of the ruling class, and only as a last resort. The threat of imminent socialist revolution doesn't exist today in the major capitalist countries, but this can change and will change in the coming years in the context of the deepening economic and social crisis of capitalism. The big majority of the ruling class believes that the situation is still salvageable through regular democratic norms, which have served them well uh, so far, Ultimately, though, the interventions of the ruling class uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the crisis within economies in the 1930s, be that the New Deal in the USA or fascism in Europe, are all to save their system from total collapse. I've, I've gone over time now, so I'll bring my remarks to a close, but I'll finish by saying over the, the, the coming period, we'll, we'll, we'll see a, a combination of concessions and attacks, stimulus and austerity from the capitalists. Um, and this crisis will eventually create a, a mass understanding that this system is fundamentally wrong. You know, even from a from a low level of struggle and consciousness in many countries today, and, and the development of this class consciousness is not 
also won't take place in a straight line and can be uh, uh, quite confused and predictable. However, the working class uh, today is far from defeated, just um, uh, unorganised. And the 930 shows that capitalism will survive at any cost if there is no conscious working class movement to abolish it. And the task in this new crisis is to build such parties, movements and an international. I think that's what we're trying to do this weekend and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and with this discussion today. Uh, and I hope that this introduction leads to a really interesting uh, and fruitful discussion. I really look forward to, to hearing it at the start of what promises to be um, a really excellent weekend. So thanks, comrades. Cheers.